Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 123-123 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. So glad to have you here. And in today's episode, we're going to answer a question from Nick in our private Facebook mastermind group. And in that question, he asked about podcasting itself and where you store your podcast. He has his own hosting and he was thinking about creating a podcast and wanting to house that podcast on the existing website that he has. And he had questions about my specific process that I go through when I record podcast episodes, publish podcast episodes, how that all works. So we're going to get into all those details today and tell you exactly what I go through every time I publish one of these podcast episodes. So if you've been thinking about creating your own podcast, you're wondering what goes on behind the scenes, how this all works, how difficult is it, any of those sort of questions will get answered today and I'm looking forward to bringing you and thank you so much Nick for asking those questions and for the motivation for today's podcast episode. And I always say that, but it's very true. Anytime you guys have questions or you have anything that you'd like to get addressed, just reach out anytime to chris at nichesitetools.com via email or if you are in the private Facebook mastermind group over at nichesitetools.com forward slash mastermind. You can send me a private message, ask questions in the group. Any of those ways will get a response, but the easiest ways is just reach out, send me a quick email, and I'd be glad to address the question directly as I did with Nick. And if I think it's something that the whole audience will benefit from, I will most likely turn it into a future podcast episode. I'm always looking for topics to talk about. And I would much rather answer any questions or concerns that you might have versus trying to come up with a topic that may or may not apply. So again, chris at nichesitetools.com is the best way to reach out. Send me a quick email and I would love to address any questions you might have. So let's not mess around. Let's get right into the podcast episode for this week. And as I mentioned, longtime audience member Nick had reached out and he was interested in creating a podcast. He's really been thinking about it, about ready to get started. And one of the first things he had said is he has his own hosting, as most of us do. Any of us that have websites, you have to have some sort of web hosting. And he has his own hosting account where his website currently runs. And his thought process was, I just want to go ahead and put podcast episodes out there as I record them, link to them right there on the website and he would have everything served up right there all in one location. And I understand why somebody would want to do that. That was my first thought as well. I can house my podcast on the website. It's about usually about 50 megabytes per episode, depending on the length. But it's nothing major, nothing humongous. And you already have the hosting. In many cases, like my host, you have an un. It's in quotes. I'm saying it's unlimited storage. I'm sure at some point in time, if you were to have multiple terabytes of storage on your website, or probably even before that. If, for example, 95% of people on your shared host usually have under 5 gigabytes of size and you're currently using, you know, 2,000 gigabytes, so in other words, 2 terabytes, something like that might raise some eyebrows with your host. You might get an email or something to say, hey, you're using a lot of space. You might want to upgrade to the next tier or something. I personally have never gotten an email like that, so I've never come close to hitting whatever arbitrary limit some web hosts might have, and specifically Web Hosting Hub. I have an unlimited space, unlimited bandwidth account, and I've never gotten an email. So I, in theory, you could go ahead and store your podcast out there on your own web host, 
But I definitely don't recommend doing that, specifically because you want your website to run as fast as possible. And anything you're doing as far as having to share the bandwidth, especially if you have a popular podcast, every time somebody goes out there to click, if you have your podcast stored on your own website, would be taking bandwidth, would be utilizing storage, and would be taking away resources from your existing website. So that can slow down your website. And we all know that if your website's running slow, you could get penalized in Google or you could lose the benefit that you might have from having a responsive website. So I would definitely recommend that you do not store your podcast on your website because you don't want to take any chances of slowing down your website. And really, I don't think you want to have all your eggs in one basket. If something catastrophic were to happen and you were to lose your website for any reason, you also don't want to lose those podcast episodes that you have. And of course, I think you should follow best practices, have a copy of your podcast audio files on your computer somewhere, have it stored off-site as well. You know, all those best practices that you do for your website, you're going to want to do with your podcast as well, just in case anything terrible happens. So what I told him was, I definitely recommend that you do not store it on your website. And he wanted to know specifically what I do with my podcast. And before we get into the exact details of what I go through, I also wanted to mention up front here that there are some steps that you need to do when you're first going to create your podcast. Of course, you're going to want to come up with a title, a description, and an image for your podcast. And those are, you know, three main things that you're going to need to know when you start out. And some specifics on that image, they want it to be 3,000 by 3,000 pixels. And if you're not super handy when it comes to creating images, you can easily get those created on a site like Fiverr. That's where I got mine done years and years ago. And it was very inexpensive to do. So you can get those created. 3,000 by 3,000 is the desired size. And there are other specifics as far as your podcast feed, what that is when you provide that to the different uh, places like iTunes or Stitcher. You're going to need to give them a podcast feed URL. We're not going to get into all those specific details here because that's a one-time thing. That's something you do once, you set it and forget it, and you never have to worry about it again. For the most part, I haven't had to change anything once my initial... Well, that's not absolutely true. I will tell you about that briefly here shortly. But initially, once you create your podcast, title, your description, you have your podcast feed. Once you have those settings, you give them to places like iTunes or Stitcher, give them those inf- that information that they need, and then it'll show up in their podcast directory. And it's searchable. It's just like Google. So if people search for different items that you have in your podcast name, in your podcast descriptions for individual articles, it is a search engine. So be aware of that when you're creating individual articles or you have podcast transcripts and things like that. Be aware of that when you're creating that description because that text will appear in each individual episode and it is searchable. So just keep that in the back of your mind. But we're not going to talk about the specifics of how to get your podcast out there. There's tutorials. Pat Flynn has one on exactly how to set up that podcast the first time. And it is very detailed. There's specific steps you have to follow. And it's not something that lends itself to a podcast episode. Most likely you're in the car on the way to work, doing a workout, something you're on the go. You don't have a pen and paper ready to jot items down. So we're not going to go into the specifics, but know there are resources out there on getting your initial podcast set up. And those are some of the things to consider and to be aware of. But one other quick thing to be aware of, and if you've been following along, you heard that my podcast got pulled from iTunes for what they considered spam not too long ago. So I did actually have to go back and edit my the name of my podcast. So it was niche site tools. And then it mentioned some keywords like affiliate marketing and other terms that you would want people to find 
find your podcast for, I'm here to tell you, do not do that or you'll end up having to go back and change that. So in other words, mine was niche site tools, affiliate marketing, blogging, things like that in the title. So I had to remove everything other than the niche site tools podcast. So that's the name of the podcast. And then in the author field, also do not do that. So if you have affiliate marketer, blogger, things like that in your author field, or you're thinking about doing something like that when you set up your author field, don't do that. Just leave your name. So in other words, if you're the Dave Ramsey podcast, make sure the title is the Dave Ramsey podcast and author is Dave Ramsey. Pretty self-explanatory. But Apple's really been cracking down on that. So make sure that you're keeping things super simple. And if you look through the podcast directory in iTunes, for example, you should notice that the podcast, most podcasts these days have just the podcast title, have an author or a, a couple of authors if there's multiple people on the podcast. And you can see it's really clean lately in iTunes. So they've been really working hard to clean that up to get out all the keywords from the title and the author fields of the podcast itself. You're still more than welcome for podcast titles for individual episodes to put keywords in there. Make sure that you remember that people, actual human beings are reading that. So don't keyword stuff in the title of your podcast episode or in the text of your podcast post as well. You absolutely should put keywords in the title of your individual episodes and in the text for those episodes. Certainly because it is a search engine and people will find your episodes in that way. But when it comes to your podcast title of the podcast itself and your author fields, keep it simple. Don't put any keywords in there unless they are directly related to your podcast. So if you are the affiliate marketing podcast, that's completely fine that you have affiliate marketing in the title. So just keep that in mind, something I wanted to mention up front. Otherwise, you will end up having to go and take those out after the fact, as I found out the hard way. So that was the only thing that I've changed in the podcast title and the author fields because I was required to to get my podcast added back to iTunes. But other than that, I have not changed anything as far as that initial setup that you have to do one time when you create the podcast episode. So now that you understand, you just have to set that up initially one one time, what is the actual process of recording the episodes? Where do you put them? What do you do with them? How do you get them in individual podcast episodes? Let's get into those details now. So like I mentioned, Nick was asking about storing it on his own website, and I cautioned him against doing that. Even though technically you can, I would not recommend doing that. And of course, there's many other services out there that you can use to host your podcast. So if you search for podcast hosting services, you're going to find a ton of them out there and and of course, they vary in cost depending on the services they provide, but there are a lot of options out there. And I went an unconventional route. Initially, it was somewhere between $15 and $30 for most uh, podcast hosts at the time when I started three to four years ago. And I really didn't want to pay that upfront fee without knowing how long I was going to keep doing podcasting. I didn't know if I was going to stick with it. I was going to try it, see if I liked it, see if it's something that I wanted to continue and keep doing. So I didn't want to spend a lot of money up front. And of course, you want to keep those costs limited, especially when you're starting out so you don't get in over your head. So let's keep those costs to a minimum. So I looked up different options that were available. And what I came across was using Amazon's cloud storage, Amazon S3. So it's basically just just a bucket of storage out there in the cloud on Amazon that you can utilize to store things. And you may use it currently. You can store images on there. You can utilize it for just about anything you can think of. And hosting a podcast 
is one of the options that are out there. And one of the good things about that is if you're not an existing Amazon cloud storage customer, you can utilize that service most likely for a full year for free. There are some limits as far as what you're storing out there and bandwidth and things like that, that you may run out of your free year a little bit sooner than a year. But for most people, you're likely to get a full free year to try it out, have some storage out there, serve your podcast up from Amazon's cloud, and that will likely be free for your first year. And even if you were to hit those limits within your first year, it's most likely going to be very inexpensive as far as storing your podcast out there and serving it up. And that's exactly what I still do today. I store my podcast out there in Amazon in specifically their S3 storage, and it gets served up automatically anytime customers come to grab your podcast episode from either iTunes, from your website. It's automatically pulling that from Amazon and it's not taking any additional bandwidth on your own website. I'm not here to sell you on any particular storage or any particular location. There's other options out there. Libsyn is one that you probably heard about. It's relatively inexpensive. I just looked before the podcast episode to see and most likely the tier everyone would be interested in is probably the $15 and above tier. So even if you're just starting out the initial tier, I think there was a $5 tier, but that was limited to 50 megabytes per month and you get limited options as far as stats and other things. So most likely you're going to end up wanting the $15 tier from Libsyn. But I can tell you looking at my past billing from Amazon for hosting my podcast from there, after my free year ran out, it has been $5 or less almost every month. There's been a couple of months where it's maybe a dollar or two higher, but I can think of maybe two or three instances over the past several years where that's happened. In no month has it ever been over $10 and it's more than likely right around five almost every single month. And one thing to keep in mind, however, Amazon does charge based on the bandwidth, the number of downloads and things like that, but it's very, very inexpensive. So if your podcast were to take off and you were to get millions of people downloading your episode, the cost of that will increase. But if you're getting that many people downloading your episodes, most likely you're getting you know tons more people. If you're monetizing your podcast in some way, you're most likely getting a ton of additional revenue as well. So that's going to easily balance out. But that's just one thing to keep in mind. In most cases, you're going to have very minimal cost in that first year. It's a great place to just store your podcast out there. They'll automatically be served up to your customers when they go to your episodes, and it's really been great so far. And again, that first year was really key. You can get free first year, try it out, see if it's something you're going to stick with. And it's really easy to, if you need to download all your episodes, It's you can pretty much just think of it as an online folder where, you, every, where you're storing things. So just like you might have a folder on your desktop, called podcast episodes where all your podcast audios and they're just going to be mp3 files that are sitting out there that's essentially what it is in amazon so if you wanted to convert over to a different podcast hosting service all you'd have to do is go out there to your amazon cloud account download your individual mp3 files and you can convert over to using any other host so like i said i'm not here to sell you any particular hosting i utilize amazon's s3 storage for that libsyn is another popular one there's a lot of other ones that might provide additional services that you want as far as editing and things like that and it can quickly run up in cost it's if you're having people edit your podcast and do other things with your podcast it can easily get up to more than 
you know, 100, 200, 300 dollars a month. I was checking out another service recently that I had heard about on other podcasts that I listened to, and I found out quickly that that price goes up exponentially the more services that you want. So if you want to give somebody your audio file, raw audio file, have them edit it, put it up there, create a transcript, things like that, quickly gets up to several hundred dollars per month, but there's really no need for that initially. You know, it's good for you to figure out what you need to do as far as how your editing goes. You don't have to do a ton of editing unless unless you're finding every other word is um, you're banging against the table, you know, there's other background noises, your dog is barking and it's, you know, taking over the podcast. Audiences are pretty lenient as far as that goes these days. They expect things like that unless maybe you're doing a podcast that's like a mini series and it's just, you know, an audio book type format. You have specific episodes and high production. It, unless that's something you're doing, most likely people are going to tolerate some mistakes and it just shows you're human and they expect that and shows a more personal side as well. So don't get discouraged by the potential high cost of services like that. You really don't need that. I've never employed a service like that. I've never paid more than, like I said, four or five dollars per month. So there really are low barriers to entry as far as the podcast goes. It's not expensive to host your podcast. Four or five bucks a month isn't a lot in addition to your hosting, which is probably three to four to five dollars a month as well. So for a very low fee, you can get started. And of course, you're going to need some equipment, but I'm here to tell you that's very inexpensive as well. You do not need professional mixers. You do not need the expensive, I'm going to put in quotes, top of the line microphones. A lot of people think Yeti microphones or snowballs or other things. They have to have an expensive microphone because it's going to have a lot better quality. I'm here to tell you that's not the case. Most people recommend the same microphone that I utilize, especially when you're just starting out. And that's the Audio-Technica ATR2100 microphone. You don't need anything special. It's a USB microphone. It does have other connections that you could hook up to a mixer down the road if you wanted to. I've never utilized anything except that really simple plug and play USB microphone. It's a really great mic. It's one that a lot of people recommend. If you follow other people in the space, you probably heard them say the same thing. And let me just give you a real quick ballpark price. Let me pull up Amazon real quick. It's also on my resources page. You can head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash resources and you'll see that microphone listed right there. The current price as of today is $67.95 on Prime. So that's it. That's all you really need to spend. There's one additional option that you definitely want to have, and that's a pop filter. That's also listed right in my resources page right below the microphone, and that's usually under $10. So for $67 as of today, that microphone plus a $10 pop filter, that's all you need to record as far as hooking up your microphone and being off and running and being able to record your podcast episode, that's really all you need to spend. And the microphone itself comes with a little stand, so you really don't need anything else. But if you wanted to take things one step further, you could get a clamp that actually hooks up to the desk or whatever you're speaking from. And then it can, yeah, I think you've seen them. It has a couple of arms and you could position exactly where you want that microphone to go. I've just been using the stand as it is, so when I do the podcast episode, I'm a little bit hunched over. I'm on a high top table. I'll try to take a picture and include it with this podcast episode that shows you exactly what my setup looks like. It's a really basic setup. I'm on a high top table. My laptop's in front of me. The microphone's in front of me. I have my um, iPhone headphones hooked up to the microphone via the regular stereo port. 
And that's it. That's how I record my podcast episode. I don't have anything fancy. You can certainly get super fancy as far as mixers, expensive microphones that are several hundred or thousands of dollars. You could have a soundproof room. I'm here to tell you most people are not going to notice on your podcast as long as you put forth some effort. Get a decent microphone like the ATR2100 and you're going to be off and running. So now that we have the microphone, we have the pop filter, we have it hooked up to our computer, how do you go about recording a podcast episode? And I've been doing the same thing for the past three or four years. Same microphone, same pop filter, same software I've been using. And that software is Audacity and it's a free version, free software. There's nothing else you need to pay for. It has everything that you need to record your podcast episode. And really, it's so simple to set up. There's not a ton of setup as far as what you need to do, what you need to tweak. There's a couple of features. You'll want to set your recording level. You can easily play around and see how it sounds. Just hit that record button on the top of the screen. Start talking with your microphone hooked up and see how it sounds. Do some playback. As far as recording goes through Audacity, there's one main thing that you want to pay attention to, and that's the recording level. So when you're talking, there's like an equalizer at the top of the the screen that you can see your voice when you're talking. I'm looking at it right now and it's kind of freaking me out because I'm watching it go up and down like that and I'm paying close attention to it. But as you're recording, you can see it and it's generally going to be a really long green line. And if you were to all of a sudden yell, that's going to go into some red ranges and that's something that's going to distort on the customer side. It's going to be really loud on their side and it's not something you're going to want to do. So the only thing that I really did as far as settings when I first started out is I set that record level so that you never really get up into that yellow or red range with your voice. You want that green line to be pretty much fill up that line on the top of the screen, but you don't want to get into the range where it's going to distort your voice. So my level, my recording level is 0.7. So that may be different for you depending on your room, depending on how loud you talk. But 0.7 seems to work for me. If I were to bump that up to 0.8 or 0.9, my voice would be red or yellow at the top of the screen and you would clearly be able to tell that's not going to be a good sounding experience on the customer side. So hit that record button, play around with that recording level and that's pretty much it initially. When you're just starting out, that's all you need to really worry about. Just focus on creating content, getting better with your voice as far as being comfortable behind the mic phone. I'm still not super comfortable listening back to my podcast as in a lot of actors don't necessarily watch their TV shows or movies afterwards. It's not something that you necessarily need to be really comfortable with because it's, you know, three to four years I'm still doing it. But like anything, the longer you do it, the more comfortable you'll get with the process and it'll just get easier and quicker for you to be able to do. And I think you'll really find that it's a great medium, especially today. It's so popular. It's one of those things that really is I think overtaking blogging, even video. I know a lot of people like video these days and videos is the platform that a lot of people like to choose, like to consume. But I'm here to tell you that podcasts are just as popular, if not more so, because there's so much more opportunity to reach your customer. If someone's driving, they're at the gym, or they're not able to focus 100% everything on watching something like a video, podcasting is great for that. They can hear your voice, they can connect with you on a deeper level, but they can do so on the go at their own time and it's really unlike any other platform in that way so I really think it's super popular it's a great option for you if you're considering expanding out besides just blogging I think if you're like me you don't find the time to actually read full detailed blog posts 
if you're out there, you're looking for something, you're going to consume what you're looking for and then move on in many cases. So so blogging and content and written content, things like that, absolutely have their place. If somebody's looking for a review for something or they're looking for information about something, that's how they're going to find your website. That's how they might end up joining your email list. That's how they might find out about your podcast initially. But a lot of people aren't going to go through and read every piece of content on your website. Whereas if you're providing a podcast, somebody could easily go out there and over a series of months or weeks, consume all your podcast episodes and be ready for the next episode as soon as it comes out. And it went off on a quick side tangent there, but if you're not yet doing a podcast or other things like that, you just have a straight blog right now, just something to consider in the back of your mind. It really allows you to connect with your audience and it provides them an ability to consume their content while they can be doing other things and they can consume a lot more of your content in that way. Just something to consider. But back to the specific so I use Audacity to record the podcast, real simple, easy, click the record button, set that recording level, and for the most part, that's all you really need to do initially. I would recommend you do one or two other things that I'm going to talk about really quickly here, but that's really it. There's not a lot to learn. It might look intimidating, but really it's not. All you do is hit the record button, and then you hit the stop button anytime you need to stop, take a pause, take a break. Hit the save button every so often to make sure you, if anything were to go wrong, you wouldn't lose the entire episode. I can say only one time, and I have 123 podcast episodes now, only one time did I lose about 20 minutes of a podcast episode because when I went to save it, I hadn't saved any part of the podcast episode yet, and my computer froze. I had too many other things going on. It ran out of memory, it ran out of something, and my computer froze, and I had to reboot, and I lost 23 minutes of a podcast episode. So just be aware of that. Save your podcast episode often every 5-10 minutes or so, so that you don't have to go back and try to get that thought, get back in the moment of where you were when you initially recorded. And that's the only time that's ever happened. And it's just one of those pieces of software that just works. If something just works, stick with it. There's no reason to make a switch, and it's really simple, easy to use. So Nick wanted to know my exact process, so here's what it is. I go upstairs. The upstairs in our house is the man cave, so that's where I do it. I'm at a high top table. And there's usually two to three cats up here, possibly more, depending. And they usually try to get in my face, especially when I'm just starting to record, and then they'll stop after about five minutes. So I know that's the ritual. Let them do their thing, and then for the most part, they'll go sleep somewhere. But there's always going to be a chance that there's going to be some background noise or something picked up. And what I do to try to counteract that is on our AC system, there's usually a fan option, which is usually on auto. So your fan will usually turn on when it needs to based on on temperature to control temperature and things like that. So I actually, there's a thermostat upstairs and I actually set the fan option to on. So what that does is it kind of provides some white noise in the background and it sort of muffles anything that you might hear, like a small sound if something's going on, just something that would normally get picked up. That sound of having the AC system fan on kind of muffles some of that. And then what I do when I'm done with the podcast episode is I actually eliminate that sound. So let me tell you exactly how I do that. It's real easy. It's it's not as difficult as it sounds. So what I do, as soon as I hit that record button when the fan is on, I have it record 10 seconds of complete silence, but it's going to be picking up that fan noise in the background, but nothing else going on. So that's going to be basically your control sound. And then when you're done with the podcast episode, there's an option in the settings. So let me just click over here real quick. 
So once you're done, you've saved your podcast episode, but you still have your podcast episode open, you would go to the menus at the top and there's an effect menu. You would go to noise reduction. And let me do that real quick now. So of course I cannot do that while the podcast is recording, but I just wanted to refresh what that looks like. So once you're done, you've saved your podcast episode, but you still have it open. You would select five or so seconds of that first 10 seconds of silence. So highlight about five seconds of silent audio. Then you'd go to effect noise reduction, and then there's a button in there that says get noise profile. So you're going to click that get noise profile button. And what that's going to do is it's going to take that five seconds or so of audio that you selected, and it's going to eliminate that from anywhere in your podcast. So essentially, whatever that noise is, that white noise in the background, it takes that sound profile from those five seconds or so that you selected, and then it's going to go and eliminate that completely from your podcast. Really cool how that works. It's kind of magic behind the scenes. Don't need to know how it works, but it works. So after you've selected that five seconds, you've clicked Get Noise Profile, you will go back to your podcast, select the entire podcast, and then you'll go to Effect Noise Reduction, and you'll click OK. That's when it goes out there. It already has your five-second sample, and you're telling it, go ahead and eliminate that white noise from anywhere in the podcast. It does a really great job of that. That's something really cool that I learned early on, and it's a really neat feature that it has. Is that something you absolutely need to do? No, I didn't find out about it until I was probably several episodes or maybe half a year into it, but it's something cool. It's a little trick that you can do to help make your audio sound more professional, and it really does do a great job of that. So if you don't want to worry about that up front, not a big deal. Just make sure you're in a quiet environment. Try to keep it as quiet as possible and try to eliminate any background noises or things that might be picked up by your microphone and you'll be good. You won't even have to worry about that. But if you want a little added bonus, add some white noise in the background, maybe a fan, a low fan or something that you can remove that audio. But That's just a little quick tip that I do after doing this for a long time. But again, it's not something you absolutely have to do. But Nick asked for my exact process, so I wanted to let him know, and he appreciated that. So, But that is really it as far as recording goes. Audacity, hit the record button, set your recording level. For me, 0.7 works, so just adjust that so that your voice doesn't look in the yellow or red range, so it's not going to distort on your customer side. And then I do that quick noise reduction to help eliminate some background noises that you might get. But that's really it as far as recording the episode and using Audacity. Then I just export the audio as an MP3 file. I go to File, Export Audio. I give it the title of my podcast episode. I put my author name in there. And then you hit Save, and it'll export your file to MP3 format. And as far as Audacity goes, you're good to go. Early on, you may have some edits to do. Of course, you're going to go back and listen to your recording. If you have any terrible things, like for me, if a cat jumps up on the table, makes a big loud banging sound, which has happened in the past, I'm going to want to eliminate that Make sure you don't blow the speakers in your car or wherever you're listening from. Don't want to cause anything like that. So, of course, you're going to go on and go back, select those areas, just hit the delete button. It's really easy to edit. If you want to edit some ums and things like that, you can. But I caution you against doing that too much because it'll end up sounding unnatural. So people expect that, especially if you're just starting out on a podcast not going to expect things to be perfect, so don't spend a ton of time editing. Spend some time practicing up front, record 5-10 minutes of audio, see some of the things, play it back, see 
what things you might say more often than not, and try to eliminate those. Be aware of those types of things, but don't overthink it. Otherwise, you'll be sitting there thinking about what you're about to say, and it just really won't flow like that. So now that you have your MP3 file, you're done with Audacity, it's all good, you've edited it, things sound good. What do I do from that point on? And really, you could upload your podcast to your web host at that point. You could put it into Amazon S3 like I do. You could put it into Libsyn, send it off to them. And then from that point, you would pretty much be ready to just create a quick post reference that podcast uh, MP3 file and publish and it would be live. It would be available in iTunes. I take things one step further and this is a tool that Marcus had recommended a long time ago called Auphonic, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C dot com. And they have a free tier which allows you to upload up to two hours of content per month and I've never had to pay. I've never gone beyond that. And what this service provides you is some automation and makes things a lot quicker. So for example, when I upload my MP3 file to Auphonic, you can set up a preset so that you can have an intro and outro. And these are things that, you know, you have a little sound that comes in in the beginning of the podcast, sound that comes in at the end. You can pay someone to create one for you on Fiverr. You can create one like I did. You don't even need to have one necessarily. I think a lot of people are overdoing it these days as far as intros and outros. People really want to get into the show and just hear the content. So don't go overboard with that. But if you do have an intro and an outro, you can set these things right in the web GUI there for Auphonic. And what they do primarily is they level the sound of your podcast. That's the main reason I use them. But it does provide some automation and it makes things go a lot quicker for me. So instead of having to add an intro and an outro manually every time I do this, I upload that MP3 file to Auphonic. I have a preset that automatically adds that intro, outro. You type in the title of your podcast episode and it automatically adds the image for your podcast. It will automatically level your audio so that the volume level is consistent throughout your podcast. And that's really important. If you're a regular listener of podcasts, I'm sure you probably heard this. Some podcasts will be soft in some spots and really loud in other spots. It can be startling, especially if you're driving. And if you have a loud sound system, it can, you know, you just really don't want to hear a really loud burst of sound. It's going to be something that's going to put off your customers and they may not want to listen there anymore if it happens pretty often. So this Auphonic service for free, they will level out up to two hours of audio every single month. So when you give it the title, it'll automatically pull in an intro and an outro if you want to do that. It will make your audio a consistent volume. It takes about 15 minutes from when you upload the episode for maybe a 30-minute episode or so. Maybe not even. It's probably 5 to 10 minutes, but it levels out your audio. And then you can also tell it exactly where you want it to send it. So when I upload the MP3 file, I'm going to pick my regular preset. It's going to add the intro. It's going to add the outro. It's going to add my image file to the podcast. And then it's it's going to automatically level it. And when it's done, it's automatically going to send my MP3 file to Amazon and it's going to give me the URL. So it's going to do all that for me. So once I've recorded the episode on my PC with Audacity, I've exported it to an MP3 file. I upload it to Auphonic and from there it's pretty much hands off. It does everything as far as making it sound good, making that sound level, 
doing everything as far as the settings for that podcast when it comes to your intro, outro, combining all that into one consumable podcast episode. It does all that for you and it's free. So it's a really great service, one I highly recommend you use. So now that I've got the podcast episode recorded, I sent it over to Auphonic. They leveled it out. They uploaded it to Amazon and it is now accessible. Somebody could now access my podcast. Now what do I do? Now you're just going to do a quick post if you want to do a full post with the full transcript of all of the text from your podcast. There are transcription services out there that can do that. I personally don't currently do that, but I do think it's a valuable service to have or to utilize. But what I do is then I go to my WordPress blog. I create a new blog post, and depending on if it's going to be a real detailed post or just some information, say here's the links I mentioned in this article, here's what today's podcast episode is going to be about, and that's about it. Then what you'll do is you'll want to install a plugin called PowerPress. And that plugin is the main one that most people use to integrate podcasts with their WordPress blog. And I will link to that in the show notes. It'll be nichesitetools.com forward slash one, two, three. And again, that was PowerPress. And then once you have that installed, you give it all the information as far as your podcast feed and all those sorts of details. Then when it comes to actually creating a blog post, it's really simple to add a podcast episode to it. At the bottom of the post, there's a field where you just give it the URL of your podcast. And in my case, I would have received that URL from Auphonic when they leveled out my audio. I would have got an email with the URL, copy-paste that URL, put it into the bottom of your post. It's below the content. It's below your meta description. It's more towards the bottom. If you scroll all the way down after you install it, PowerPress, you'll see a line there where you can just insert the URL of your podcast. And then if you have your content done, you hit Publish. Your podcast episode will automatically be linked to at the bottom of your post is the default. So it'll be a link there that somebody can click on to listen rate on your website. And once you publish that article on your blog, that podcast episode will then be available in the various services that you configured. So for instance, my main one would be iTunes. You can manually configure Stitcher so that it follows your feed so that anytime you do new posts, it would automatically pick up those and you'd be in as many services as you configure. And of course, I would recommend that you do as many as you can. So Stitcher, iTunes are kind of the main ones. SoundCloud, there's any number of other services out there. And the more that you're on, the better. If you're where customers are, they can find you easier. And the easier it is for them to find you, the more listeners you'll have on your podcast and life will be good. You also have full control where you want that to show up. So I always put the podcast episode right at the top of the article. So if anybody wants to just click on that, play it right there. They're aware that this is a podcast episode. They can see the audio player right there on the website. And just real briefly, the way I do that, there's a short code. You can put the square bracket and then put PowerPress space and then in quotes, the full URL to your um, mp3 file so in my case http colon whatever amazon forward slash podcast 123.mp3 and then you'd reference that right there at the top of your article and then rather than appearing at the bottom which is the default it would appear right at the top of the article and then it would be very clear that this particular post has a podcast episode and it may sound like a lot but real briefly i'll summarize what i talked about so what is the exact process so i'll just sit down i'll hit record on my audacity software all the settings are already there from previous so you don't have to do this every time so I will turn the fan on on the air conditioning system for that background noise I will record 10 seconds of silence at the beginning of each episode I will then just 
do all the content for this episode. I'll record it. I will do the noise removal option in Audacity to remove that white noise from the fan. Just kind of eliminates some little background noise. Again, that's not something you have to do, just something I choose to do. Then at that point, I will export my podcast to an MP3 file, upload that MP3 file to Auphonic. I will select my podcast preset that I already have set up in there. I will give it a title. It'll automatically level out my audio. It will upload that file automatically for me to Amazon. I will then go over to my WordPress website, create a new post. I will insert the podcast URL in the PowerPress section at the bottom of that article. I will put some text in there as far as what the article is about, what this is a podcast episode. Here's what we talk about. Here's a couple of links. I'll hit publish and then that podcast episode is now available along with that blog post on the website. And then that podcast episode will be available in iTunes and anywhere else you configure and your customers will be able to pull that down in whatever app they like to listen to their podcasts in. So that's really it. It may sound like it's detailed and there's a lot to it, but once you record a couple of episodes, it's really like an autopilot. Really the bulk of the time is recording the episode and then if you're going to go back and edit, you're going to listen to that episode. So if it's a half hour episode, it's going to take you a half hour, 45 minutes to listen to the episode, see if there's any edits you want to do. But then pretty much from there, it's really quick. It's on autopilot. You just create that quick post that you're going to have, have Auphonic do that automation for you to get things going. And it doesn't take a whole lot more for me. It's quicker to do podcast episodes. So if I'm going to record, say, a 30 minute podcast episode, it's going to take me about 40, 45 minutes to edit it, do the uploading, do a quick post, and I'm good to go in about three hours, where if I was going to try to tell you everything that I just told you on this podcast episode, it would take me personally probably six to eight hours to create a piece of content that just laid out everything that I told you on this podcast episode. And then I would go back and forth. I would think of edits that I wanted to do. I would say, hey, maybe the next day I wanted to take something out. Didn't like how I had it. For me, it takes about half the time to put out the same amount of content in a podcast as it does to do so in a blog post. Everyone is different. You may put out written content much quicker or you may outsource some of your content. So that may be a lot quicker and easier for you. So it all depends. But I just wanted to kind of give you my process. That's what Nick was looking for. So hopefully this podcast episode gives you some more clarity as well, other than just that quick message that I sent back to you. And hopefully this was really useful to the audience as well. If you have any specifics about how I create the podcast, how you can get started as far as your podcast goes, other things you might want to consider, other specific questions you might have, reach out anytime. Send me an email, chris at nichesitetools.com. And one other quick mention, if you're not yet on my email list, head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe. That way, anytime new podcast episodes or posts do come out, you'll automatically get an email. And you'll also be tapped in anytime special deals come out on tools or anything like that. That's the best way to stay in touch and to know what's coming up next. So again, nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe. And with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's podcast episode. Hope you guys have a fantastic couple of weeks and we'll catch you again in the next episode. Bye-bye now.